0: Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. How y'all feeling? Same way. Always. Another day,
1: another dollar.
0: Another day, another dollar. You know what? I got some stuff ready for this show. We get right into it. <laughs> you we have a problem. Yes. gentlemen welcome to this episode of the wrestling realm now podcast gentlemen let me be honest with y'all i've been getting the itch this week i've been getting the itch to get back on the drum set and that music produced by the real Dwayne allen a few years ago i ain't gonna lie it it don't help i'll be ready to go boom 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 boom, boom. how y'all feeling
2: (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, uh.
0: Alrighty then. Oh, this what we doing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I
1: mean, I am just we just I get excited.
0: Oh, what's up? Drew Willingham in the building on YouTube. Let's get the party started. Yeah. Oh, thanks hey. thanks for uh, shouting out the intro. Yeah, it's definitely fire. Um, but how y'all feeling? We got announcements to make and then we got a surprise.
1: <laughs> a surprise? Brother, you, you keep laughing, brother. You like <laughs>
0: Uh oh, pure ignorance in the building. I'm representing them. Uh I'll even I'll even put this announcement out right now this Friday. Me and Brother Hugh taking the trip to Outbreak because uh I, I'm rolling with my Baltimore homies. And I know brother Hugh forgets hey. sometimes that he's from Baltimore, it's but I'm crazy. going with I, I'm it's rolling cra- with the Baltimore homies as pure ignorance takes on the takeover. That's gonna be a show.
2: It's crazy. I definitely was about to put the takeover shirt on. I
0: wish you would have. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I'm then we got the real the way now. It's the Batman to save the day.
0: <laughs> well, how y'all feeling? My bad. I know. I've been. I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready. He hype. I don't know what's in that cup. But uh, i swear yeah. it's coffee. Thirsty Thursday is tomorrow. Speaking of another announcer, shout out to those wrestling girls tuning in. We will be right thirsty. there in full force.
2: Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all good though? We good, man. We chilling, yes man. indeed, man. we chilling. We chilling. <laughs> you know us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. chilling. You
1: know, that's the telling brother. You. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, 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 since y'all good, since y'all good, let me get I, I, I'm gonna get right into the announcements. Um yeah. first, we got like I already mentioned, Thirsty Thursday tomorrow. Make sure y'all tune in. Those wrestling girls on Twitch on YouTube. we gonna be in the building. This is the first time the three of us make an appearance together, also joining will be, um, I guess I'll call her my boss on this aspect. Amber Rodriguez as um, she'll be on there. And then also, shout out to Miss Tiana, the um photographer who captured a lot of great moments as well at Black Wrestle Fest. She'll be on there. So shout out to Queen PR and Miss Krista B for having us on, as well as all their other friends. So make sure y'all check that out. If you haven't done so, go to Shop Wrestling Realm right now. Buy some merch you know uh you know get a t-shirt also make sure you subscribe to the patreon i promise you we got content coming especially i'm going to nashville next week so Man, you hey. never know what might happen you, you know so, nashville i'm going to nashville brother, oh, uh, brother. The, the 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 flight is booked i'll be out next Wednesday but i mean y'all know me i travel with equipment so we'll be doing i can do the wrestling around now podcast cuz i'll be off of work so um oh yeah this friday uh no um shoot i put these graphics in here so i'm I'm gonna show y'all this is this is what i was talking about uh this is where we are house divided even though we were car ride divided i'm rolling with pure ignorance while brother hugh rolls with the takeover we're going up there friday uh also shamrock cup this week um and I don't even like this graphic no more because Amber's not on it. But anyway, I know. I know. <laughs> like, what the heck? But, you know, the, the, you know, you got Joey Janella and Action Andretti. Action Andretti won last year. So he's automatically in the finals. Uh, one of Hugh's favorite wrestlers. Um, Rich Swan will be taking on Miles Hawkins. And you got a n- numerous other matches. Shout out to Montese. He will be performing live now. Now. Also, today, 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 it, we are giving away. We are giving away free tickets. I got two free tickets to give away. So if How you're many? interested in Charlotte, two. Free two? tickets. That are, yeah, two. That I'm giving away to Hit Club Pro. So you, you can go to Hit Club Pro on behalf of the wrestling round. Gentlemen, sit back. Are you ready? I I, I told you. Dwayne, you're I got
3: ready? a surprise
0: for you.
2: Oh. I got a
0: surprise. You ready? Yeah, what's up, man? Yes,
1: sir. My my brother. Hey, How you just, doing? That is still the toughest podcast intro.
3: Uh, listen, I had, I had to walk through the forbidden door for this one. And,
1: and look,
0: brother, where you awesome
1: have you been? What's up?
3: I've, I listen. I've been right here. What's up with you?
1: E-Rock in the building, man. It's been too long, brother. <laughs> it's been, too, I heard it's been way I said, too oh. long.
3: I
2: heard it. Way said, too mm, long
3: oh mm. uh, my man, God, Ryan man. was like you still got the theme song i was like yeah, of course i got the theme song yeah. <laughs> bro yes we, we were going to try to do
1: for people that don't know we were trying to do a remix today i say yo y'all think y'all do remix with us on it and we just we never got around to it man but oh <laughs> man um I'm, I'm extremely happy to see you brother how are you sir? yeah
3: man oh same here <laughs> i'm still vibing to it. But, listen yo, every like every like six months i'll be like you know what i need to listen to in.
1: <laughs> so that that joke was tough. I remember, I remember when I first heard that. I mean, when I talk about leaving a first impression, one thing that uh, E. rock and Charlie Speed definitely did with the podcast, man, they left one of the biggest impressions because anytime I listen to music, it, it's got to hit me. It's got to hit me in the face in the first five to ten seconds. Usually, mm-hmm. usually by the first five to ten seconds, it's like, okay, wait a minute, I think I'm feeling this. And man, just the way you guys started the theme song when you guys did your podcast back then man it was it was always a pleasure to listen to man so i'm just glad. Nah, I, I
3: appreciate that man From i remember today, i remember charlie was like you should rap it and i was like i'm not doing that but if you <laughs> rap it with me i'll do it yes. and then it it took a lot of convincing but it was worth it for sure i usually don't do surprises man but i'm, I'm okay with this one this is dope I'm, I'm glad i'm glad listen
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I knew that. I knew I could get away with this one. I was like, I, I, it's not too many I get it. Shout out to Charlie Speed. He was going to be here last minute. Uh He had to take care of something, but, he, you know, he coming, whether it's Yeah, the we'll, we'll or get or that. We're we going to get the band, but I was like, um, I, I you know, I, I found like, Charlie hit me on, um I saw like, new follow, and I saw him on Instagram. So I am like, yo, what's up? Because I remember me and Eric talked about it before. And we always said, we got to make this happen. We got to make this happen. I said, you know what? Let me just try. Let, let's just, right? I, 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 it was Saturday morning, and I was like, you know, I needed a pick me up. And I said, let me let me try this. And I said, wait, what if I get surprised? the way? Let me put together some
3: elements. And, and <laughs> as always, E-Rock
0: was, uh, you know, gracious to say, here's the theme song. And I said, let's do this. And uh,
3: I was all the way in. I was laying on my couch. I was like, yeah, that now that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, so Rock here to talk some wrestling with us i'm excited man absolutely and- <laughs> it's, it's only fitting we got all this ring of honor stuff on the rundown Th- that's and what i, mean, I was, was, I, was lo- I was looking in the closet i was like what's what's clean what's what wrestling shirts clean and this is from when we used to go to the ring of honor shows in baltimore when they were housed there and uh man the amount of like stars that we saw i mean kevin owens was there as champion yep. for for quite a while and i mean we 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 were blessed to see a lot of really great talent oh, yeah. before they really made it to the big time
2: mm-hmm. i
3: think that i think the last show i went to um
1: and uh E-Rock was there because he was still working with uh sinclair at the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh i hope I'm, I'm gonna say that am i uh yeah you know and, you. Uh, okay and i remember we were we were just you know we were kicking it and we were watching the show and uh i think the last show of the night the main event was um Roderick Strong, and uh, Jay Lethal. And it was an Iron Man match, but they really went like 72 minutes.
3: Yep, I remember that. Yeah, they did the they did like the extra time like, and kind of the draw. Like, And everybody was
1: kind of like, and everybody's kind of, like, half the audience was like, well, why did this take so long? And everybody else is, <laughs> I, I look over at E-Rock, I say, E-Rock, what'd you think, brother? He goes, we just got to see an Iron Man match for $20. <laughs> He's like, they just went 72 <laughs> minutes. I mean, for Jay real, Lethal. though, like... We watched Jay Lethal, Roderick Strong go Seventy-two minutes for twenty dollars. Wait, where else you, gonna get you that? You tell a
3: fan there? now, like twenty twenty-two. Hey, you could go see that for twenty bucks. They would give you no no sixty bucks. Be like, let me see it three times. But yeah, you know, back then it was, you know, half the crowd didn't know, what the ones that knew knew. You know,
1: yeah, and and that, and they and they told an old fashioned story. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was very traditional. Like it's something you don't see in a lot of indie spots. But Ring of Honor was kind of at the height of all of that. And uh, you know, two ring generals like Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong. So uh, that was one of the biggest members that stood out. Also, rock was a I don't know about Brian H but I know he paid for my first ticket I we walked up uh we got out the car we walked up to Duburns arena he's like mm-hmm. you guys got tickets I'm like not nah, yet yeah. he goes you do now He flipped out a ticket <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, my god man. Mm-hmm. so like I said people people have no idea how 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 deep this relationship goes how far back absolutely it back man far. a decade oh, man guys.
3: yeah for sure and it's yeah. one of those things yeah. you pick right back up where you where you're going man it's just it's it's, yeah. it's great to be here man yeah,
1: it's always one, been one, love, man. One, oh, go ahead. One more E rock, one more E memory. I yeah, L- listen, w- I'm, I'm listen, I'm
3: down. Listen, tell him. me how great I am. I'll take it. <laughs> Bro, My one, brother.
1: Time, one time we uh one of the things that we started, well, we didn't start, but we kind of took a took took a shining tube maybe 10, 12 years ago, however long it was. Um we we uh to kind of get buzzed for the wrestling room, what we were doing, man, we were kind of like throwing shots at people and what they were doing, and we started cutting our own promos and I, it wasn't necessarily directed at anybody in particular but you know we were like listen we this is the closest we're going to get to being restless so we started doing like our own promo spots the vignettes that we saw and uh it, it caused a whole stir if anybody was there back then it, yep. it caused quite an uproar. we had a lot of people kind of clapping back and kind of getting into the fun of it and i remember it was um brian Nix was doing uh his uh podcast version of um wrestling around the dungeon edition which was the mm-hmm. similar to this a podcast version of what we do on the regular show and uh, you know they, they were doing some uh, ECW things, and and, and his co host didn't had some strong points about ECW. It's kind of mimicking what other people had to say about it. Um, oh, that, that other show. A lot, a lot of a lot of Jerry, lot of Jerry, Jerry Lawler stuff, and um, and I remember, you know, I you know it was a uh, one one particular ECW fan had something to say about it, and this guy cuts a promo, and as he's talking, he sets up his camera, he sets it and he starts. Eloquently going in about the importance of ECW. And he goes, you know what? You know, I don't I don't click a lot of championship belts, but you know, I got one. And uh this one title, you know, comes with a lot of history. So he pulls up this ECW championship and he goes, you know what? Let me get a little more comfortable as I say this. And as he's cutting his promo with his belt, he starts unbuttoning this button up and it's taking it off. And he's got his ECW shirt underneath the button up. And, I, and that man was the Rock.
3: <laughs> listen, listen, I as soon as you were like, I got one more story, I was like, Oh, it's the ECW story. I remember that. <laughs> Cause I hey, listen, you know, I and I, I don't, I don't even now, I don't engage like too much with the negativity side. But like when you What's say that ECW that? didn't have any influence, I was like, oh, come on, man! Like, what are, talk, what are you talking about? But oh man, it's, so many memories flood back. And just a real quick one, I remember this is we never told anybody this, but you know, our show was real small, and we, you know, we were just trying to get off the ground. And we, we had like an email address where we're like, okay, you know, people can email questions and like a friend or two would do it. And finally we were like, Charlie, I remember looking at me and being like, man, I want to, I just want to talk on some of this nonsense. I was like, well, I'll just make up people and have so we would, I would write up an email as one of the criticisms we saw online that we wanted to talk about, give it a fake name and just roll with it. So like most of our emails were, were for, for, they were real opinions, just, you know, fake names so we could go in on them.
1: But that's that's the beauty of the creativity that you guys always Mm -hmm. came up with. Like that that's a creative way to kind of like you took you took real life comments and you put names and faces to them. And and there's things like that between that, the promo, the things, stuff that I would have never thought of, man. I just you guys all you know, you you know, we were all colleagues and you guys were always a big inspiration to me creatively. Like, man, let's let's keep thinking outside the box. And I remember you guys were the um, probably the only podcast at the moment or at the time that I knew that was also thinking outside the box
3: with that level of creativity. And I, I appreciate effortless. that, man. So hey, but you guys, honestly, I remember we were at like a, oh man, like a Bill Bateman's in Towson. And mm-hmm. I remember Charlie and I had listened to your show and we were like, you know what? They're doing something great. I think mm-hmm. we could, we could maybe not do it to that level, but I think we can dip our toe in. But it was because we listened to your show that, because, you know, back then it wasn't. Every wrestler and wrestling personality has a podcast. It, it was really, it you know, that. it was it was not. So we heard your show and we're like, man, this is good. Okay, maybe we actually could do something here, you know, because it's when you don't, when it's not a popular thing, you don't think about it a lot. Once you see somebody do it and you're like, oh man, all right, I'm getting that itch. So it's a, all a credit to you guys too. I mean, that's it, it. It's a cycle, it feeds itself. It's great. Were you guys on uh, Sound, SoundCloud back then? That. Uh, yeah yeah i think we were on yeah, soundcloud yep. we were on i mean listen we were on <laughs> we were on as many as many platforms as we could hook it into i mean we had some i mean we would just get together and we would write we wrote like man we wrote like two rap albums we never did i swear i mean, <laughs> oh, we, I, I mean for real we just went i mean it was a crazy time but like i mean he was he was working at GameStop. he' was like yeah rising up the ranks i was in college so busy and we would get, you know, Raw would end after three hours, and you'd be like,
2: oh. yeah.
3: So, you know, yeah. we, but it was just, it was so much fun to to be able to do that. And, you know, there's still so much to talk about. Although Raw hasn't gotten better, I will say, <laughs> I think it has. It's it's we've it's been better for decades, so it's okay. I I, I think it, it has in some ways. Yeah, the three hours is really what kills me. I think we ain't like it then. We, we I remember us having this conversation. Like, exactly. We yeah, exactly. don't need it every week. It was fun and it was cool. I remember when it would like pop. Everyone was like, "Wow!" You were like, "Oh, great! An extra hour. That's awesome!" And it was like a nice little TV special blow off. And now it's like, "Oh, come on." Oh, mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. um I,
0: I, you know, just to share a quick story. So, uh, I had the pleasure of watching Money in the Bank 2012 with E. Rock and Charlie, and I can remember sitting there, and these guys were both ahead of the time. Like to think now, like will we see Cody Rhodes? Because mm-hmm. I remember him being or if not both of y'all, but one of y'all picked to win the money in the yeah. bank that year. And I, I remember telling you, I was like, I don't like him, he don't wear knee mm-hmm. pads. <laughs> like I, I remember like, that. Yeah, I didn't like Cody Rhodes until Survivor series that year when he changed the belt and he put on knee pads. I said,
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now I like you, you my guy. And just to think like how ironic like it would have been ten years later that he may, may not have, but he probably would have won money in the bank this year, barring an yeah. injury, you know.
3: Absolutely. But, yeah. No, it's cra- I mean, you look back then, I mean, the, the guys and girls that were kind of on the rise. I mean, I remember having a conversation with Charlie about Kevin Owens We were mm-hmm. watching Ring of Honor. I said, listen, this is a guy that I think could make it in WWE. And he was like, listen, I would love to agree with you. But I and I think if he was allowed to, he would make it. But Charlie was just like, I don't see them letting him in because back then. Mm -hmm. there was no precedent for that you know it really wasn't an indie guy that looked like kevin even though he we all knew he was great could work could talk but we both agreed if given the chance he would run with it and i remember texting with him like after owens beat cena at i think it was chamber was his first win over cena and like just being like man wow we watched that guy with like a couple hundred people and now Mm -hmm. he just beat johnson you know it's just a crazy cool thing to see walking in the hallway with him exactly i i I remember i got have an autograph of his uh hanging up in my apartment and one of the nicest wrestlers i ever met he was like closing up and i'm always like you know after you get a certain age you just like get over that whole meet wrestlers to meet Mm -hmm. him and i always am like i just thank him for their you know sacrifices because it's not an easy you know sport to be in but he was very appreciative of that Mm -hmm. and you know i just You know, as a bigger dude, you see a bigger dude doing his thing and you're like, okay, this is pretty cool, you know. And also like those ring of honor tapings were so cool because it was like twenty dollars, four hours of shows, but it was also like the same kind of guys wrestling. Mm -hmm. And even as the best wrestler in the world, after like three hours, you're just like, Oh my god. So when Owens would come out looking different, you're like, Oh, wait a minute, okay, this is kind of cool, you know, (laughs) like this is this is something else. Yeah, See, that I, was I like that.
0: some of the best times.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah, no it was.
1: I, now I remember on that first show we saw Kyle O'Reilly was. um Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was making his debut, but he was making his TV debut for Sinclair. Bro, you know, with the, the whole changeover, right. and and I remember they were he was he was uh, Davey Richards' young boy, and they kept saying he's going to be the next Dave Richards. We're like, I, we hope not, <laughs> you know, because because Richards was kind of like he represented like classic traditional superstar, and then you kind of had Kevin Owens in the middle of his feud with James and right. e. And he was kind of he was kind of uh, like a like a living representation of how Ring of Honor was kind of changing from being less traditional to this more cutting edge product. And I know he was James E was really I come to find out it was real backstage.
3: You know I crazy. know they I, I remember being like man they really they were really doing well here. They don't seem like they like each other. Well, I don't think They like each other. Yeah, but, well, that's, you, you see why we were like oh this is this got a lot
1: of Austin and McMahon on a smaller level. And it's like right. It's to grow up watching that as a kid, but didn't get to experience that on such a smoke. We thought it was the biggest thing in the world. Oh, for but sure. Then, then when you look at where Kevin Owens is now, it's just like, oh, wow, we watched that guy cut his teeth. Like, we watched him trans, transform. Like, the first TV taping I saw, they had a they had a thing where Kevin Owens was in, like, a, the office of a lawyer, and he was saying, mm. like, I got I got unjustly suspended by James E. Cornette. And and that's my first time seeing him, but then we saw him in person. And then, you know, that was, that was when uh, they were transitioning out of Old Ring of Honor into you know the Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcasting era and the new titles yeah. came into came into mixed man. but we, we saw a lot of young talent kind of get started. I, we saw the, I saw the young bucks in person for the
3: first time, and Brian hated them. <laughs> yep, <laughs> sure I saw we saw I don't know if you were at that one, but Adam Cole won the TV title. One of the tapers I won, yep, yeah. And yep, it was like yep. and yeah. just like I mean, he he won a lot of the first in Maryland, but just it's crazy. You know, it's just crazy to think these guys are. Some of the biggest superstars in the world and you see them lit- cut their teeth if that's a great way to put it dwayne like it's just it's awesome yeah. i met aj styles on ring of honor i was yeah
1: oh, i was on cloud nine that day man you're talking about being a mark i carried his bags and everything but no shame <laughs> right no shame jay, jay, jay lethal left him at the top of the stage he said jay i said do you need help carrying your bags sir like i was trying to respect for the business and everything I carry him up down the stairs and back again if I had to right yeah, I, I, I grabbed that luggage i went yep. right down and said, well, I saw a look back look backstage real quick and dropped stuff and i i see I was waiting for him to come to do uh photos later that night but he was he was done after this match he had with uh, i don't know i think he had with um um Michael Elgin, but you know I don't know if we can talk about him so but yeah oh. that's after that grueling match he didn't want to come and take photos but <laughs> it was still a good day one of those long four four and a half five hour days. Yeah, man, those was the you you know you eat food before you eat yeah. afterwards.
0: You know, you, you might see you know a couple shenanigans in the parking lot. Remember Mike mondo uh was acting a fool in the parking lot one time at, we was at a show, like he was not acting a fool, but he was just getting a crowd hype because sure. it was like that one right. show when him and uh Matt Taven stole the show. Oh I was again flooding
3: back, yeah. and I remember because like when he, he came out one taping before. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, spirit squad, spear squad. Yeah. No spear squad after that match with Taven. I don't know what kind of match it was, but it was some sort of street fight. I mean, it that was, was one and, of, it,
0: and it was the it was the semi-main, like it was supposed yeah. to be the calm down match, if you remember. Yeah. and
2: they
3: tore it up. I mean, I will never forget that match. They were throwing each other on the ramp. On the rails, stairs. yeah, was, but we the ramp, they were the crazy.
1: It was like 10. Oh. They just kept throwing each other, and I was like, they, This match is not even gonna start. And then they got back in the ring and wrestled. I said, It a was while ago. yeah. And that, was and that, that one, was, when Mondo got jacked up, and he was looking yeah.
3: extremely fit. And Taven was like, I, I just knew he had like weird MTV tights, and that's <laughs> why I didn't call on him on. the MTV guy after that match. I'll tell you, like, <laughs> man, we were chanting Paulie
1: Shore at like, it was like, Yes, Paulie Shore. Yep. Pauly Shore. Lee, sure after that match, he was like, nah, that's that's uh-huh. leave him alone. But see, but you
3: that's know the what? beauty. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, it's the beauty of wrestling, man. You know, like one one performance like that, it can turn a yeah. whole crowd and just mm-hmm. wow. Oh, we didn't know. And one of the things we always talk
0: about is um, Jim Cornette's first reaction to Baltimore. Man, that first show when he walked out there and he saw like how into it the crowd was, and like everybody was just going crazy, like, and he was like. Oh, wait a minute, you know, like those like Ring of Honor to me, I would love to see it get back to that level. And I understand like before I started watching it with the Samoa Joe's and CM Punk's. But like to me, that 2012 era, that was like my favorite Ring of Honor. To me, it was like watching WWE, watching Ring of Honor, then TNA. Like it was just like everything was great about it. Like even the pay per views had you invested, like watching all night express, watching them come up. Oh uh, man, they were
3: great! Yeah,
0: uh, Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I mean, y'all mentioned and the Andy Young R-R-S-Bucks, Bucks, you yep. know? Yep. Yeah, like it was just like this. the Benjamin had
3: their run there too. Yeah, I mean, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, again, I didn't, you know, I watched a little bit, but not a ton of like the, the golden era of Ring of Honor that people talk oh, about. Mm-hmm. But you know, th- just like you, I agree, that's my favorite era of Ring of Honor is the one we saw, and it was. And also, I think it's directly the fact that, like, I mean, the, all the names you listed are still relevant. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. But and there's my cat saying hi. But, uh, <laughs> okay. um, I, like that. I like Panther. What's up? Hey, okay, but um, but yeah, exactly. Hey, sorry. Um, But yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy to like talk about like Coleman and Alexander. I mean, yep. they were a team, and Coleman's doing phenomenal things at the announce desk, and. Alexander, despite his status, is still, I think, one of the best wrestlers in the world. So, you know, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, I, my hope for it really is just that it can be a, a place for wrestlers to, I mean, I watched the uh, countdown to Ring of Honor on the YouTube channel for AEW. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I am, I, I'm very excited for like the Yuta Garcia match.
0: I was going to ask you, but we can get right into that. i it up for y'all
3: this Saturday. I am so excited for that, that Yuta Garcia match. I, I mean, a lot of the matches are very exciting, but I mean, that one just has, I mean, the pure title has a lot of history. Mm -hmm. The Yuta Yuta himself, I think is just so interesting. Talk about a guy who like, I thought was fine, good wrestler. And we talk about like the Mondo Taven match, that match with Moxley he had where he like kicked out of Paradigm Shift and was bleeding all over the place. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden he's not best friends Wheeler Yuta. He's a different cat. And I just think they're going to tear the house down. So, you know, if at worst Ring of Honor puts on pay-per-views that are fun to watch, man, I, I'm happy about it, you know? Hopefully they get a TV, but it's just nice to have them back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. About you, Ronis? Yeah, I think we look at guys like uh, Wheeler Uter. He kind of fits the mold of what somebody we would usually see in Ring of Honor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at guys like uh, Hangman Page and like Punishment Martinez doing those runs, you know, they were running around with B.J. Whitmer and Kobe Carino and when you think about that era, when I look at guys like Wheeler Uter, and even, I'll even say a lot of the superstars or a lot of the wrestlers that I see on like AW Dark, they kind of fit the mode of what Ring of Honor was doing. They took the best of what was available and they gave them a platform to develop and to grow. Even if they were just small characters and small storylines, it worked because they didn't do too much and they didn't do, do too less. And it was enough for a, a smaller audience to, to develop a cult following, because once you develop a cult following, as you get start to get over, that following's naturally gonna grow once you transition into a larger audience. And um, I think that AEW is is the house that has that potential because it has all of that talent underneath one roof. And it, to me, it's like, it's, it's a lot of that talent that, I mean, that I don't think they know exactly what to do with, but I, I, I've always voiced my opinion on like, treat Ring of Honor like we, it's its going to be a, a little brother to AEW, and that's fine. But, like, you, use it in the same spirit that Ring of Honor originally was there. Like, look, let's give young, hungry talent that are different, that have something to offer, make the best of it, and give them an opportunity. So, um, you know, we look at some of these matchups, and it's like I'm still seeing too many, um, you know, AEW guys. But I understand why. Like, you got to – you know, you got why not when you have to build talent and develop them, but just unfortunately – at least with Ring of Honor, when they were all under one roof, you knew it was going to be from show to show, from week to week. It was going to be consistent storylines that helped you build and help you fall in love with these characters on a you know, smaller level. Versus AEW, a lot of those other guys are going to go back to business as usual. Mm-hmm. Like, like like we had the Briscoes versus... Um, versus FTR. It, it's a, it's a, match mean, it. it's, it's, a, it's a match that we all know FTR is like foaming at the mouthful because they missed that version of tag team wrestling because yeah. they don't, they don't get a chance to work their style every night in AEW because AEW is a television company. And when you're on television, you, you have to cater to your show a tad bit definitely versus Ring of Honor. They were literally there to cater to, uh, the owners and the fans. Yeah. So they you know what I mean? The, the TV deal was a part of the company. So like you, there was It was all in one room it's not like there was three parties in the room where you had management you have television and then you had the wrestlers it was like no management and television was all one company and you just have to figure out how to put your best product on display and i think that's kind of lost with uh you know ring of water right now but hopefully i'm hoping they actually put somebody in charge of it and let them you know try to figure it out and just kind of kind of carry on in the spirit of what it originally originally started as so
0: I agree. Now, what do y'all think about this world title match? Uh, Claudio versus uh, Gresham?
3: Listen, I it's it's going to be a hell of a match. I am cautious. I, I will say my my thoughts on it will, will change depending on how it's booked after. Okay. Uh, I'm, my worry is just that Gresham loses and slides down the card. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, I don't even hate a Claudio win, honestly. Like, Gresham's had a long reign. I know it's been disjointed because the company hasn't been doing shows. But Claudio is a super legit challenger. Like, it, it doesn't hurt Gresham to lose. Um, but I, I think if, if Gresham does lose, they're going to need to I – just, I just don't want him to get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know – He's, I like that he's with Blanchard. I think it's, you know, I'm not sure about the whole group, but because we don't really have a TV deal to to do that, but I think him and Blanchard can be a great pairing. But I I just, it's going to be a phenomenal match. It might steal the show, but I just, I am cautious about how that will go. (laughs) (laughs) You,
0: Dwayne, over here.
1: You got it, brother. Honestly, (laughs) I think, honestly. i'm worried for that match for similar reasons to brother iraq but also i'm nervous for another reason like there's the same way you said you're afraid of what's going to happen to gresham after he wins the title i'm afraid of what's going to happen to cesaro after he wins the title because it seems like they're giving all the loyalty titles to like former wwe guys like Joe, the television title and you know he he's had it but like what what difference does he make because you have no television program like there's there's no a lot of time for him to be television champion. He just kind of carried the title as a television champion. Former Ring of Honor guy. It makes sense though, I'm not mad at it. So what if you do the same thing with Claudio Cesaro? So you give it to him, he's a new uh, Ring of Honor world champion, but then you have to wait another month and a half for him to be spotlighted. And then you're just gonna have him on AEW throughout the week doing regular stuff. It's like, well, that's supposed to be a company's world champion. That's supposed to be your product's world champion. It's like, well, when Christian was the impact slash TNA champion, or when kenny omega had the title he was being booked as champion on both products so he yeah. showed up on AEW as AEW champion he showed up at, at impact as tna and impact champion he's like I'm the, I'm the champion of the past and the present which was genius but he was both he was booked in both lights on in both situations same thing with christian when christian beat kenny omega when he retrieved the titles and he took him back to impact you know for about a week and a half to two weeks however long it was christian was booked as top draw because he was respected as a champion like what happens to the to the ring of honor champion because claudio has it all of a sudden now what is does he does he get preferable treatment on AEW television because he's he's already wrapped up in storylines like mm-hmm. he's, already, he's already in the mix versus right like, like a guy like gresham is not already involved in aw storyline he's a match guy so like you bring him on to have a good match then there's no real there's no intimacy or dialogue him in the audience, right? Yeah. Like Cesaro, so kind of is there. He, he got the he got the post WWE pop. People are interested. We already know what he's going to do in the ring. Okay, so if he's world champion, so now how do you book him? Do you have to make him important? How do you factor that into your show? And I'm afraid that they're going to give him the the, the strap, and to say, okay, good. So he loves you look, you're finally a world champion, and this is what you deserve because you're such a hard worker. And this should have been done. But then, like, you kind of push the background because they don't have their own television. Now, if they if if they had the slot at AW Darkhead. Mm-hmm. He, starts, he starts and finishes the show i wouldn't even be mad yeah that was, you know, that was my question but i, was I figured about that say, was-
2: yeah, yeah.
1: My bad. It like, it's like the nwa i don't mind how the nwa now is booked because it makes sense yes yeah. it's, it's, it's an internet show it's small it's kind of retro because it's a studio setting i'm like okay just i see how it's it's like taking an independent wrestling and adding a different twist to it like it doesn't have to be low budget because we live in a high budget society the way we consume wrestling and the resources available as far as multimedia is concerned we can at least make it look like a big deal because that's that was the the attitude of the 80s when they did studio wrestling, mm-hmm. especially in the NWA. So it works for them. Billy Corgan's like, We're not gonna quote, try to go do what they do. Impact does something similar, they're in one building, uh, I believe in Nashville, and they, they kind of pack it out and they do all their shows there. Uh, you know, the impact zone is a little bit better because it was a little bit bigger and well lit. And it's <laughs> like, Well, wh- why can't you do that with, with Ring of Honor? Even if even if you take dark, dark elevation, escalator, whatever you want to call it and and you still book it the same way except you just title it ring of honor and then you just make sure that show starts joe's joe's involved all the mm-hmm. all the champs are involved somehow cesar was involved and then if you don't want to use those experienced guys on a regular basis they can be down there to work with the young guys now that the problem is they they've put all their, the AEW dark shows in florida and i'm pretty sure they want all their major talent on the road which is to me is conflicting but at the same time it's like well i understand it business-wise but then what does that do to your company so it's like, well, how do you, how, how am I supposed to be Ring of Honor? Now? Is this something we're just going to do a specialty show every month? Then who cares who the champions are at the end of the day, even though, so you got former Ring of Honor champions kind of carrying your titles, you know what I mean? And they're recognizable names and that's your way of kind of keeping them important. But then what after that? Like, what's the purpose of Ring of Honor? Like when we watched Ring of Honor, we came up, we knew what it was about. yeah, Because the same guys that left Ring of Honor, their backs were against the wall going into Mm -hmm. the mainstream because CM Punk had to fight and break through all those ceilings for the indie superstar to even have a place on the WWE mat. He shattered that glass ceiling. Daniel Bryan came after and then so many other guys, all of a sudden it became and Kevin Owens reaped the benefits of, of it all. Like he took, he, he, he proved that you can come from this world and still be considered a WWE superstar, not just a good hand or good worker or utility guy. And you know, that, that gave birth to NXT. And it's like, okay, well, where do we go now? Because that whole format is no longer there. Because there's no more independent superstars. Because companies are, are signing people to contracts now. They, they they're pulling you off the table early. So I don't know. Like I said, we have had this conversation in Iraq about Ring of Honor and AEW. And as fans, we appreciate the fact that Tony Khan is a is a is a is a owner of the fans because he's a fan of himself. Uh, he's a fan himself, and I'm I'm glad that he appreciates you know the importance what Ring of Honor has brought to the table. But it's like as guys that sat in these rows and watched yeah. the product firsthand, something that was very instrumental to us and what we did, it's kind of like, man, you kind of wish you get a little bit more, but you know, it's, it's, it's in the air. So we'll see. I, I mean, just everything takes time and I'm being patient about it. So I don't know. It's tough to say.
0: Yeah, man. It's just, uh you know, it's definitely interesting. You know, uh, I want to talk about this. Uh, did y'all check out the Jericho Kingston barbed wire match? <laughs> i was sitting there watching it and i said okay i mean anytime jericho and kingston are in the ring i know i'm gonna be entertained mm-hmm. um and uh shout out to our good buddy shark he uh said you know kind of not really feeling the results i thought i thought kingston had this one but he makes he goes over losing like when he loses, not like, I feel like, okay, he's being buried or whatever. It's just like, all right, Eddie Kingston lost, but I still want to see, okay, what's he going to do next? Can he overcome? What do y'all think about that match or in the results?
3: Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, with those two have great chemistry, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like Kingston and Jericho, the two opposite ends, right? They have great chemistry. Um, I totally agree that Kingston in losing goes over like often. Um I had this feeling, and and I looked online. It was pretty echoed. Um, I think one, it's just like if Jericho was going to go over, maybe just let him go over. Um, or if Kingston was going to stand tall, just let him win. Um, okay. I also didn't. I don't think it helped that like it seemed like they were rushed at the end to get this spot with the hip toss into. It just it seemed a little rushed, which I think may have been like, I mean, obviously timing is just tough. And then like the shark cage trying to get you're that, a TV guy, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's listen, it's down to the seconds, but you could tell, you know, right? Like, so it just felt eh, a little too crunched, which I, I, you know, the match was I thought was great, but I, I guess my also my question is, and listen, I love AEW, I I love WWE too, but AEW is <laughs> the show that I usually, you know, pay the most attention to, just because there's usually not rematches on every single show, um, but you know, but ultimately, I think sometimes AEW's <laughs> one of their biggest flaws is that they, they kind of run stories a little too long. Mm. You know, you'll have the Matt Hardy association that went on for like two and a half years, even though the company only is three year old, like it's just like, I, like I, I totally get doing a scree finish, but when, okay. If the death barbed wire match doesn't blow off Eddie and Jericho, then what does, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I thought that this was kind of going to be it. So I am just kind of confused. <laughs> Now they're
2: going to have another exploding ring match.
3: <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> so, so,
1: so l- l- let me ask you this, Rock. Now that you said that, do you think this is like kind of a little too little too late? Like, no offense to like Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, for goodness sakes, are seasoned veterans,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And it's like, is, is this something at this point in their careers that you really want to see? Like, I like AWK, is to us. Like, I, they're not for kids. Yeah. They're not, they're not, you know, they're our generation, but it's like, We've already seen a lot of good wrestling. We've already seen mm-hmm. a lot of good matches, and we've seen kind of better versions of what they're giving us now. So it's like, well, is this really what we're looking for? Is this what we need? Do you think it's too little, too late? Like, is it too late for this? I don't bar, know. A barbed wire massacre match. I,
3: I just think maybe execution on that, because like, I mean, Eddie Kingston is one of my favorite pro wrestlers right now. I he okay, off, off, authentic, right? That's that's the word, right? Everything he when he says he wants to make Jericho bleed, I believe him. Right. I'm not talking about Chris Irvine or like, I think he wants to make Jericho bleed. So, like, it makes perfect sense to me that they would do a, a, you know, barbed wire match. But it's just like, okay, I've watched wrestling for, you know, 20 years now. What I know, I know what, like, it's like when a Hell in a Cell match is not an ender for a feud. It's like, well, what are we doing then? You know, like, I just, it's, it's not disrespect to the audience because I don't, don't want to put it like that, and who knows what they're gonna do. But it's just like we had blood and guts,
2: mm. crazy,
3: great match. And then we had this, and it's like okay. At some point, you know, how do you move these two off from each other? And like, I'd assume when Danielson gets healthy, he'll be inserted somehow with with Kingston because I think there's some some stuff there that they want to do. But it's just, it's just, it's a little too much. Maybe not a little too, a little too late, but a little too much. Okay, so so you look at, you're look still waiting for the payoff, right? Exactly. Where, where you go? Well, I mean, you would think a barbed wire death match would be a payoff, but, you know. Does this elevate Kingston to you, him working with Jericho? For sure. I mean, his win over Jericho when he pinned him clean was huge. You know, it was it was a huge emotional win, and it was his first, like, big win. And then the fact that Jericho wouldn't shake his hand and turned heel. And, I mean, Eddie's been probably the hottest babyface on the show. So, But, again, I think it's d- diminishing returns at some point. Like, okay, you you beat Jericho, and then you lost to Jericho. Okay, all right. And, like, Blood and Guts, I love that they did the whole thing with Claudia winning, and, like, oh, Eddie yeah. almost won. Great. But but now it's like, okay, Jericho won because of Sam, Sammy. Okay, like, what? You know what I mean? I just – Yeah. <laughs> it, right. It's just, like – I, I am totally for like. Listen, I I'm on the Eddie Kingston for AEW champion over CM Punk as a heel. Like that's my that's my mm-hmm. launching. Like that's what I want. But like so, or just any sort of Eddie Kingston triumph. So I'm fine with him losing stuff. But it's just like at some point, mm-hmm. let's let's have a little, you can have little payoffs too. You know. Yeah, I trust me. I I, I get it. I, it's it's <laughs> fun to get
1: other people's perspectives on it. But um, yeah, for sure. I was. I was, I've, uh, I give AEW a hard time because it's not on intentional, but it's like I, you can't convince me what something really good is when I've seen what great is. So, like, I'll give you an example. Like, I have a favorite barbed wire massacre match because I was uh, blessed and fortunate enough to experience one of those, like, in my generation. Now, our generation, that wasn't a thing for us. That was, that was, like, like, late 80s, early 90s. Uh-huh. Like, Japan thing. That wasn't a thing that we, you know what I mean? like, But, uh, Turning Point 2005, TNA. Yes. Uh, Sabu and Abyss. It was something. like It was no rope. Too. Yeah, it was. It was literally like it was literally a barbed wire. Man. It wasn't like barbed wire around the ropes or barbed wire. It was literally the ropes were replaced. Six sides of mm-hmm. literally barbed wire tables, and Abyss and Sabu just had incredible chemistry because Abyss reminded me of a throwback. So they had him work with all the ECW guys. You know, don't you know the him, the Rhinos, and eventually like Jeff Hardys and him and Sabu had amazing chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I remember even on the DVD of um, um The Blessed, The Best of the Bloodiest Brawls, TNA's Deep Volume One, they, they show you bonus footage of them having to cut the bar, right? They like mm-hmm. these huge gloves. And so I, I saw that and I liked it organically, right? Teenage was a smaller company. It wasn't the mm-hmm. big dog at the time, but they they put on some really amazing match, even if I couldn't get through an entire show. I. I look at AEW a lot of times, and I'm just like, okay, you guys got a bigger budget, you guys got a bigger stage, and in some cases, you have more advanced and new talent. So it's like, it, it I guess it goes back to what you said. It's just, I guess, how they deliver it and the execution of it. It's just like, man, I'm because TNA had the same problem to me. TNA had talent, they had an audience, but the execute, you would look at it like on paper, you'd be like, oh, this is this is going to shut it down. But then you would watch it and be like, oh, that was kind of they were trying to be WWE light
3: or they did for T-Day, sure. I will say. T- TNA's bigger problem I think was like and people make fun of Tony Khan for like the we got a surprise thing and totally he does it a lot but mostly the surprises are like I bought Ring of Honor or like I have Claudio or like TNA surprises were like we signed a former champion and it's like Tito Ortiz you know like <laughs> the good little with the fans thing is a huge deal it, it, it's mostly I think also AW's new right like still a yeah. very new company yeah but I think that's just also part of it is like there's more there's more rope to play with for AEW with the fans. Mm-hmm. Or even TNA by that time, you know, oh five, different story. But like once you get to like oh seven, oh eight, there had already been enough where like some fan like I love TNA, a huge homer for that company. But like even then, by by then I was like, What's going on? What are we doing? Yeah. You know. So I think for sure.
0: Era TNA?
3: Oh man, it's so tough cuz like i i have a very soft spot for that for those like first pay-per-view years. Okay. I like cuz i remember they were sh- i didn't watch the first year but i remember on demand they had like the first year free so i just sat and watched them and i always remember vividly still being like a young fan and not like really knowing like oh i shouldn't like should i cheer for heels or faces and i remember Ron Killins being like there's never been a black nwa world champion and i was like yeah. this that's, that's true. And then I'm like, why are they doing him? Like, I was just me, like a naive white kid in the summer has been like, that's true, Rob. Why aren't they? Like, why are they mad at you? I remember being real into Ron killers you know? But like, so that was a great era. But I think, I mean, Dwayne hit the nail on the head. Oh, 05. I mean, you got the unbreakable three way Daniels, Joe, Styles. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, Kurt Angle had a great career in TNA, but I feel like, Basically, up until he joined, mm-hmm. it was like that that's fun what it was. underground, right? And then, like, it's not his fault, but no, like, so it, was, it just kind of was like, oh, wait a minute,
1: yeah, because Kurt
3: and you're doing this, and like ugh. everything
1: surrounded Kurt Angle after that point, like yeah. when you had, which I strong, get, right? If I had a roster, he was the highest paid guy in WWE, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and he had to leave due to circumstances, you know what I mean? Substance abuse, and he was going through and they didn't want to go to rehab. So trust me, I get. I know exactly. What you, cause it, it was a, it was a specific era that leads from the asylum years, as they call it, mm-hmm. when Ron was cutting. He was the angry black man. He's NWA champion and with Ken Shamrock and Jeff Jarrett, and then yeah. they they moved into um, Orlando into uh, the old um, into into the Impact Zone, as they call it. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I call it the uh, the Fox Sportsnet years. Yes, That's okay. They, they come on, like at ten thirty at night to like twelve or one o'clock in the morning. Like a little Something ticker like on that. the bottom too, and like the. Oh yeah, it was always something going across. And I, I remember <laughs> I was it to me that was the most fun era because it was fresh. It reminded me of WCW and ECW. And I remember I don't know what night I watched it, but I was seeing everybody that all of my favorites that were not in WWE, um, that were in ECW or WCW, they were there. Like one mm-hmm. it was I happened to watch the night when I don't know what match it was, but uh Sean Waltman came on. They were like formerly known as X Pop, you know, Don, Don West, God bless his soul. Uh you know, the Oversell. Him and Mike today,
3: <laughs> that was another thing of like they talk like fans, you know. Yeah, what I mean, I think like at time. the time they got a lot of grief, but I think now people go back and look and they're like, what oh, we really like them."
1: And you know what? I did that a lot though. I like I, I'll go back and watch it free on um, like Pluto TV, and, and mm-hmm. of, I've always enjoyed matches, but I appreciate it so much more now than you know, back then. I was I was kind of choosing sides, like, "Oh, let's see what they got," you know. But you look at it NASA, they, they had some really good spots in this company, and us, you know. So it's. It's quite a few eras, but like I said, that era right before Kurt Angle, with AJ Styles, and then you know the video package they always showed when Jeff Hardy was jumping off the six ladder, stairs onto abyss through six tables, and Elix Skipper, you know, type type of oh, the cage, you know, against uh America, uh, America's Most Wanted mm-hmm. with uh, James Storm and um, and Wildcat mm-hmm. Chris Harris. So it's you know, trust me, it was it was definitely a fun era. So.
0: Yeah, man. Like I've I've seen like you know highlights and tape. Shout out to our good brother Brandon. You know, especially like you know just watching a lot of Christian Cage over there. You know, wow. and, and watching you know him and Jeff
3: Jarrett. That's part of his career. Huh? I, uh, I no no fully agree. When he turned heel in AEW, my first like obviously I'm very happy for Jungle Boy in that feud. But like Christian Cage, instant classic with like oh yeah Tomko and style. So mm-hmm. good. He's such a good. Bad guy, like it's just <laughs> it was great. I like this heel Christian. Like, yeah, oh, I, me too. I, yeah, I like this one. Um Big time.
0: We, Yeah, we, we we was talking about it, uh, last week or maybe a couple weeks ago. I know uh, the realness. always says, like, you know, he didn't like the WWE version or the the slimy like mm-hmm. you know that, we, weasel that weasel as I call that's it. the word weasel. Yeah, yeah weasel. Like but first this run, first mm-hmm. single run. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and like I like what he's doing. Like you know, just being. Going like totally, you know, breaking all the rules, especially mm-hmm. with Pillman. You know, Pillman Junior, who to me isn't in his league. So it's like, yeah, just dust him off, like he did mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, You know, even with Matt Hardy and telling all the stuff, like, like Christian, don't say that. Like, woo, that, like he's cutting deep, scorched
3: earth. But exactly, but it's it's great, and he's a natural at all that stuff, and it's just mm-hmm. it's. It's great to see, and it's it's just wrestling's crazy because a guy like that. I mean, anytime I talk to somebody that's hadn't watched wrestling in twenty years, they're like, "I used to watch uh, this person and this for Edge and Christian." It's like, yeah, they're still wrestling, <laughs> you yeah. know? Or Ray Mysterio, exactly. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna celebrate twenty five years. Like any other sport, it's like oh, I used to watch back when Ray Lewis played. Well, yeah, he would <laughs> die. like you know, it just wrestling is not, the same. <laughs> you nah. know, it's. it's, oh, oh. it's you know, it's just not like oh I was a big Kevin Garnett fan. Yeah, well, okay, he's not playing right.
0: Now. <laughs> well, 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 I want to ask you all about this. Speaking of um, you know, shouldn't be wrestling or last matches, you know, next week, and Rick Flair is having his last match, and you know, they doing oh. do docuseries him and, <laughs> him and Andrade El Idolo going against Jay Leto and Jeff Jarrett, which apparently is also Jeff Jarrett's last match. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I saw. I read that somewhere. This is gonna be Jeff Jarrett. It makes sense. Week. Did y'all watch the little docu series they put together? They got they they got like they cutting promos, flares, bleeding. and Yeah, ambush
3: him in the parking lot. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I listen. I hope he survives. I genuinely, hey. truly, I mean, like he. I know he said he talked to the doctors, and I'm sure he'll be fine. Mm. But I think like a not small portion of the paying audience will be making sure he's still alive. Like I just that's the point. Yeah, watching it, you gonna
0: be on edge the whole time, right? Exactly. Time.
3: But I think also that's like that's the draw. Like they're not stupid, right? They know. Like yeah, people will tune in to see Flair take bumps. And I'm glad. Listen, I'm I'm glad he can team with Andrade. Um, I like Jared Lethal fine, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually more so impressed by the card around it. Like I think even if you're not interested in yeah, Flair's last match, you might actually buy the show because you're like that's a pretty good show. I, I think today. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see, is this right here?
0: Today is yeah. the first time I've seen this,
3: yeah.
0: and I was like, "Oh, this." Is... Promotion. Yep. yeah, this is a decent. card. And they
3: just annu- they just announced like a couple hours ago, like a four way. I think it's Allen Angels, Takeshita, um, two other people, but it's like it's it's a real nice group. I mean, okay. th- this card is it's pretty nice. Loaded. <laughs> Look yeah, at and like, and, you, know, and you get to see like, Flair wrestle one more time. Like, again, I when they first announced all this, I was like, Oh, they'll just have like his last match. No, this is this is a full show, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize
1: that as, as well. Uh, but, but it's, it's, it's it's when I look at the card, it's all different types of wrestling on the card. Like, they have, <laughs> they have like one tag match is going to be kind of traditional hard nose, and then you have another tag match is going to be very uh, like the the wolves and the uh, Motor City machine guns. Like, that, that's worth praise of
3: admission, right there, honestly. Like,
1: you, like they they've always had great chemistry in the ring they look at the ladies and it's just like wait what yeah. like it's just it's it's all the way across the board and then of course uh josh alexander jacob fatu that's that's something we haven't seen and you're like these guys are going to and then and then kill across with harry smith that that's going to be the main event of somebody else's pay-per-view someday man. yeah mm-hmm. so this is interesting and and i don't know if the rick flair's last match is going to hold up i think the presentation itself it's going to be what you know it's it's a celebration that's what we're there to do it's not we're not there to see a five-star flair right. race. but i, oh, I know no. a, i know a I know a lot of fans are genuinely concerned or just like rick hanging up but if you know rick flair he is he, he reminds me of mickey rourke's character randy the ram Robinson, or whatever his name was in the wrestler yes. where he was just like i'd rather die in this ring than sacrifice being regular and flair has been very open about his attitude towards that. He's like, look, I can't get away from this stuff. Like, if, if I walk away from this stuff, it's going to kill me. Like, I can't. Like, I got to do something. And I respect that. And I think even, like, the WWE recognized that because that's why they always had him, like, randomly managing Randy Orton or, you know, just one week he's, you know, doing something until, you know, of course, the uh, the global pandemic kind of you know, derailed everything. But
3: yeah,
1: I'm not surprised when it comes to flair. I just... I just hope he finds peace somewhere because he just cannot leave this business alone. And you know, half the fans are like, "Please, Flores, that's not worth it." And he's like, "No, you have no idea how much it is worth." He's bleeding. He's seventy-something years
3: old, doing promos, and he's got to get color. Just, he has to, right? Right.
1: What's the finish? Call,
3: call the finish. What do you think the finish will be?
1: It's, it's, go, it's probably going to be, like, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be him and Jared. It's going to be some type of figure four. It's going to be the battle of the figure four. Right?
3: <laughs> I was going right? to say doing figure fours for sure, right?
1: It's gotta be. <laughs> like, you got to be. But you they're always bleeding for sure. Like, oh, it's, it's going to be blood everywhere. It's going to be blood. It's going to be sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's going to be tears. I think they're going to have, like, packets of blood on deck just for make <laughs> like sure <me. So> everybody's <laughs> like, listen, whatever you lost, come to the Jake blood side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jay Lethal knows Ric Flair in and out of the ring. And I think he's going to entertain. Like he's going to keep it. I think he's the right guy because he's he's a he's a guy that's proven he can. Um, it's like it's like method acting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I call it method wrestling because like if we watch Jay Lethal wrestle matches in Ring of Honor, he was one version of that, right? Like we've seen Jay Lethal look dominant in the ring when he was double champion. He was undisputed television champion, world uh, Ring of Honor, and then world Ring of Honor champion, right? We've seen that version of Jay Lethal, but we've also seen him as the black machismo and he wrestled a different style as black machismo right but then we also saw his run when he was mimicking flair it's like man this this dude is like almost method acting but it's like method wrestling mm-hmm. so if there's if there's anybody that can um provide entertainment value and understands place training training flair outside the ring he's going to keep him protect him and keep him safe and they can you know, bump for most yeah. of it you know it's yeah he's the guy, that's to, like you say, he's going to take all the big bumps in a match, you know, him and uh, Andrade. I wonder if that was, if Andrade was going to work out if he did you know, because him and Assy broke up and then they got back together and got married. So I was like, what was supposed to happen if uh, this didn't work out? But I don't, I'm not getting to that. I was just asking. Was Flair. serious, Flair's forgiven.
0: They, they, it depends on the breakup, you know. Right, the- right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think, we, we got to get a woo off though between Flair and Jay Lethal. Oh, like, it to happen. It's it's on, I we got to get that again. <laughs>
2: Well, they, they know, I the think back. they know what they're doing. They, they. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you back, and, and,
3: brother?
1: Hughes? And it's, it's, and uh, it's a, I guess it's swan, so. I guess, and I think it's a Swan song, also for for Jim Crockett Promotions.
0: Oh, you
1: know what I mean? Like oh, that's really? it's, it's 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 being it's being booked under like it's promoted by Jim Crockett Promotions. Like Crockett <laughs> is like this is it's not really NWA. It's not WCW. It's this old school. Hey, this is. This is okay. put on by Jim Crockett Promotions. This is the last—I don't know if it's the last event they'll do, but I think it's you know for the yeah. sake of the event itself. Like, hey, this is—I I, want to—I want to—I want to end where I got my start. And I think Flair was kind of already onto that before he kind of got jammed up with the uh, Dark Side of the Ring stuff that went on. Yeah, you know, he, mm-hmm. he was kind of making his his last—he was making his, his his you know his last run. Like he was in AAA and. And you know, then he he showed up at NWA, cutting promos and thanking people. And then things got kind of. I think he was supposed to show up in uh, AEW, but things got kind of sketchy between uh, uh you know his issues and then his son-in-law now and, the, and his daughter's breakup. But then he went <laughs> get back together, got married. But I just hit,
2: want him, I, I just want him to make it through the match, like you said. <laughs> see, uh, right. see, that's how I ain't even going to lie, man. Just me, hey, man. Right. Just make get your money for the music. You know, we love you, you know. Soak it all in.
1: Right, just take it in. And and take, just just take, chill, take your time right? to get to the ring, brother. The less, ring, he, the less time you to ring, the better. And he going to cry.
0: Oh, oh. He he's always
1: he's going to cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it ain't going to be right. If he don't cry, everybody going to have to ask for their money back.
1: Yeah, oh, he'll cry for sure. Blood and, and tears. He's, he's going to cry and bleed. That's, <laughs> and those two things you're going to guarantee will flare.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is on Sunday. So I expect to see, like, a lot of people there, Um, you know, they got star cast so you know you gonna have like people like brian damson and bret hart and all that you know i expect to see a lot of WWE people they probably you know just kind of hiding but you know it, it's it, like you said it's gonna be a celebration
1: you know the, gonna it's, be in the house
0: oh <laughs> yeah yeah you know triple h will be there you know so i, I, I i'm i not gonna say i'm excited for the match but i'm excited to see rick flair for the celebrate. for the event like yeah yeah because yeah. and like you said i i mean i I wish it now. I was like, man, I kind of wish I was going, but I'll be <laughs> heading back to Baltimore that day. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna check it out definitely, you know, because like you said, the other matches, especially Jacob Fatu and, and, and Josh Alexander. Oh my right. goodness! Right,
3: they're gonna kill each other. I was gonna <laughs> say. they got a Battle Royal, a bunkhouse Battle Royal coming. I mean, like they look yeah. like the way they said, they got something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I might,
1: I think I might watch this one. Right, I might not watch it. But I think I might, I think I might order it for the big TV oh okay fight tv because this is like i, I want to see i definitely want to see harry smith and killer cross yeah uh, i'm going to yeah. be watching killer cross i know it's a sidebar but i'm i'm going to be watching him because he has see an opportunity to do what yeah he has he has an opportunity to do with, with mcintyre and General hall and those guys did like i, I bigger, was just talking better. to
0: david shoemaker about that on the masked man last week we was, we was just talking about that getting that opportunity to like revive himself
1: you know he, want, kinda, he wants to be in the wwe he wants yep. to fill his role he wants i'm like well maybe that's probably why they cut him like you know what i think i think honestly when he when they changed him too much and he didn't fight back i think they lost respect for him and, but they knew like if we fire him he's going to come back better than he is three years from now anyway mm-hmm. so i mean that's just me speculating but
0: nah, no
3: no but I, I think he's he's made it pretty clear that he thought that they would be there forever and i yeah. think Speaking when you talk about like a guy like McIntyre, he talked about how like him getting fired was the best thing that happened to him because it changed his mindset. So, I mean, I would not be shocked if in a couple of years he's back and he's killing it. Like, absolutely. Yeah, him and his lady, they'll be back. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and and, and, and like um, one of the things that you always say, Dwayne too, is like when you, how you go out and go out gracefully. It's like okay, cool.
1: I mean, you know, I think it was strategic that he didn't sign with a W like direct competition. He decided to go to Japan instead. Him and Scarlet Bordeaux. Mm yeah uh, I, I think he got tampered with man i think they. Sh- i think it was so, some things we we've I, we've we see you're right we haven't we never we haven't had a chance to talk to you guys during the nxt era in this fashion so i know we missed we missed, we missed <laughs> right. a whole generation worth of wrestling that we could have been discussing um but i think he was tampered with like even if he didn't have it right away you he had a he had something that worked and you guys went away from it and tried to do something different and that's why it didn't work you didn't even try I mean, to do a it.
3: Possibly. It was so off that I was convinced for sure that they were doing something where, like, he was gonna lose after he lost to Hardy, and then they were gonna bring Scarlet up, and then it was like, oh, he's unstoppable with her. Like, I it had to be that because it couldn't be anything else. It couldn't be after having him dominate everybody in NXT. I know there's a disconnect yeah. between NXT and the main roster, but like, there's no way, and it's just. It, it,
1: and the and one of my favorite matches to this day NXT as they as they as they went out the, as the black and gold kind of was Samoa Joe versus Killer Cross Man. and I remember I tweeted I said oh thank God it let him go back to his old gear he kind of retweeted it and I was mm-hmm. like and I thought he was turning the corner I said okay well he loses to Joe like all right let's he has some momentum going back to the main nope it just mm-hmm. I said yeah God and you know he he he's he, so he's a guy that I will definitely be keeping my eyes on like going for like and i think he has at first i wasn't as convinced but he didn't i don't think he'd need to be cut either though so i was like he, he's got some work to do but you know if if you guys just let him be once you've proved that you have value they kind of let you be yourself when you come back so sometimes you got to go do that so
2: for
3: sure hopefully, but it's, hopefully it's also just weird that. it's like it's not his fault that they hot shot him through the title and the, you know exactly. what i mean like it's just it's a weird like and then and like I don't know, I've never gotten the whole like oh we need to humble you to lose and stuff. Like I get it. I get there's people that like you know, and I know there's been rumors about Goldberg back in the day getting a big head because yeah. he won all, but I get that, right? But like also you're trying to make money and this guy you built as a monster, and then you come up and have him lose to Jeff Hardy overall in like 10 seconds. Like it's just what are you doing?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I I, I I firmly believe he got sabotaged because yeah, I, he, he asked... I, Hearing him speak on it, he said, Look, I went and asked people, Am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I? And they kept telling me, Oh, yeah, you're doing fine. But I think they just wanted to, they wanted a mainstream streak out of them because the business is a rough business. And I think, I think they were trying to, you know, they, I don't think it was necessarily Vince McMahon, but we've all learned that the process, the political process backstage can be toxic in WWE because mm-hmm. the system is broke. Like Vince McMahon apologized to FTR himself, said, I apologize because the system is broke. I just don't have time to fix it right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I I really do think somebody like sabotage, you know, uh Carrie and Cross. So to see Killer Cross in the space that he's in now, I, you know, he's definitely someone I'm definitely keeping my eyes on. So
0: yeah, that'll certainly be um, you know,
1: interesting. So um uh, inverse Hurry Smith is definitely something I'll be watching.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh let's let's get into uh this Logan Paul Miz
1: stuff. SummerSlam, here we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, am I'm, I'm definitely interested. Hear what y'all think about this, you know. Uh, I I read, I came across a headline, I didn't read the article from somebody saying Logan Paul not ready for the main event and all this other stuff. But I mean, the guy's an entertainer, and what other better person could he be in there with than the Miz? You know, I mean, this heat seeker, he you know, and and this is gonna be interesting to see him now. like, okay, is he gonna be a heel? I mean, obviously he's a face, you know, they try to make him to a face
3: in the ring with the Miz. They gotta be prepared for him to be booed, though. They gotta, I don't That's think they're true. right, they gotta yeah. be prepared, right? <laughs> exactly. And Miz is a pro, like, he'll they'll fix it if they have to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what you think about it? I mean, I, I you know, it's, it's interesting to say, like, not ready for the big say. He was in WrestleMania, he did pretty well. <laughs> you know, right. like, I, whatever you think about him, like, I'm not a huge fan of the guy, just like, as a person, but like, he's he's got it right like he just he does i mean he's he's a talent he's very charismatic he's a good athlete from you know i mean he's he's what you want right and you got him in there with a pro like the miz i just to me it's it sounds like yeah why not like you're, you're he's not again he's not fighting for the WWE title like it's fine <laughs> like it's okay right you know like they almost had justin <laughs> bieber wrestle at, at SummerSlam once like i think it's okay
1: i forgot about that
3: yeah, yeah. definitely it's, it's probably that, yeah. it's probably best yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is but i just like logan paul can do like yeah you know, like I, celebrity matches or whatever but like when you guys have when you have like bad bunny and pat mcafee people that mm-hmm. like, come in and actually train their butt off and like respect the business i have no problem with that like that's awesome great you know how many fans logan paul has come on it, mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say.
2: It's, it's just a money move, honestly. You already know about that. But um, like you said, he's a, he's an athlete, man. Like he's an entertainer. The charisma's there, everything is there, and like you said, once again, he's in the, he's in there with the Miz. Miz is not gonna stand him wrong. He's good. Mm-hmm. I don't care for the match, but hey, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm excited for it. I'm I'm just the, 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 all the shenanigans that's going to go before, between them two. And before they get out there, what they going to do in the ring, you know, just watching him at WrestleMania and working with Ray and Dominic. I'm like, wow, this dude's good. And the thing is too, what people fail to realize is he, they was working on a rush ring. If you remember, it was right after Drew McIntyre sliced the ring, which I never understood why they would oh, do man. that right. before a Ray Mysterio match, considering <laughs> Ray's got to use the ropes. And then I'm like, and, and, and like one of the things, like you know, being there, you watching them try to hurry up, and you know, Ray can't even get in and do all his, you know, going to the top rope because they had to like repair the ring fast, and you know, so working in, in those conditions, you know, and just watching him, and like I said, the way he just like really embraced the way he worked the camera i thought was phenomenal too so i'm really excited to see how him and the miz pulled this off
1: yeah wwe's built on sports entertainment like i said Mm -hmm. the 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 easiest example is wrestlemania like the the first one like it's right when you look at what they want SummerSlam to be and you have a match like logan paul versus the miz anytime your celebrities get that invested in what you're doing Mm in regards to professional wrestling it just immediately brings a lot of media outlets, more eyes, more coverage, more everything. It makes your event that much bigger because he's taking it seriously. When I saw him at um, WrestleMania, he came out with full gear. I said, oh yeah, he's living my dream. He's he's taking it seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, cause that's what I would do. If I was a celebrity, I would train. I would try to get as big as possible. I would come out there. I said, no, I want the full, I'm not coming out there with a t-shirt and some jeans and I'm gonna do a spot. No, I want to be fully dressed, full gear. I want an entrance, I want everything. And What's your gear gonna look like, real quick? Your gear guy, I gotta know. Is, What's is the gear gonna look like? Some type of mix between Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler and and Matt okay. Hardy in 2009 when he wore pants. So I, I thought about this. Those were underrated pants. A little
3: key on the side and
1: the. Yes, indeed, that was some of my favorite gear. So I was like, you know what? I, if, when I start wrestling, I'm still that type. You know, something to that degree. But mm-hmm. I would do the exact. I mean, it was it was big. It was elaborate. I said, man, he kind of gets it. And and like like Rock said, when you have that type of respect for the business. Mm-hmm. You know, people that of his stature have the right to look down on professional wrestling, but when they don't and they embrace it, they say, oh, no, this is a part of my childhood, this is what I love to watch. It brings an instant credibility in regards to how everybody else's reaction to the product is. It, it's, it keeps it in this right frame of mind. Like professional wrestling gets looked down upon because it's professional wrestling, but... Mm-hmm. That level of sports entertainment it makes it fun for everybody watching, including the media outlets, because they like, well, Jake Paul does all these things, Logan Paul does all these things. Let's see how they perform in other arenas. Yeah. So you have you have Logan Paul, you know, uh, boxing Floyd Mayweather and his brother hyping him up. You got uh, Logan Paul showing for Russell Man, his brother's on the on the pre-show gassing it up like he he got so angry. I said this dude's really he's working everybody. He's getting everybody just as fired up for this match because he wants to have as many eyes on the product as possible. So now he's Logan Paul comes in, and he gets cheered. I said, the Miz has got to be one type of heel to get Logan Paul to get even cheered. Mm-hmm. Like you guys said, I said, I said, how in the world can you do that? But Miz is the perfect person because he understands that world just as much as he understands what's what's necessary in the ring, and because he's not your prototypical, um, I guess what we would consider in ring general. He yeah. understands the psychology aspect of knowing how to perform and still making the match worthwhile without having to do a, a thousand things in the ring to kind of keep everybody's attention. I think Miz is one of the best ones to ever do that, which is
2: a crucial part yes. Yes. of
1: sports entertainment, especially WWE in this day and age. Because he has a reality show, he does those B-list movies, and then he <laughs> brings those, he brings that same character back to TV to make you even more mad. And it's like this is how this guy stays relevant. Like, yeah, no. and and that's just and so if anybody can understand and help. Logan Paul figure it out and kind of walk him through like you need good dance partners. That's my biggest issue with AEW and it was my biggest issue with TNA before is that you need these you need quality dance partners right you need Cody Rose you need Seth Rollins because you make these mm-hmm. mega matches and it wasn't for a title you know mm-hmm. what I mean you, you need superstars like the Miz to work with guys like Logan Paul because if it's not the Miz I don't think it has the same impact it doesn't have the same punch same thing with uh, Miz and Morrison working with Bad Bunny and, and uh, Punishment Martinez aka Damian Priest um, like you, you, you need guys that kind of get that, and then you yeah. get the best out of the situation. And Bad Bunny will probably go down. Is probably the best celebrity to ever have a wrestling match. And, you know, Oh, they, for
3: sure. And like, also, it's it's an underrated aspect, but also don't have a huge ego that they can not work and more than likely lose like they did at WrestleMania. And I mean, more than likely, I'm assuming Logan Paul is going to win at SummerSlam. But like the Miz, he's fine. He's he's got a good life. He's been multi-time WWE champion. Like. I'm sure there are some wrestlers that are like, I'm not losing to Logan Paul, I mean, exactly. he, But Miz is like, yeah, f- sure, why Fine. <laughs> and
1: I think th- they they have learned from the mistakes of yesteryear. Like we often we often hear about Roddy Piper saying, "Man, I wish I wasn't as stubborn as I was before," because he said, "You know what's when I could have made with Hogan in fact, I would just would have taken him a lot." Because he was his thing was he wasn't losing.
2: He mm-hmm. was
1: never Piper was never losing clean, and he definitely wasn't being pinned by Hogan. And Vince wants <laughs> to make that man, and right. and and. and, and I remember Hogan kept saying, "Listen, if you would just be the bad guy to my good guy, you know how much money you can make." And Piper is always, if he does, he says he doesn't live with regrets. But if one thing he could change, he said, "I wish I just would have listened in those moments." He said because we, pro- I probably could have been in a completely different stratosphere if I would have. You know, kind of embraced and trusted, but you know, it was it was the wild wild west back then. So and he think, was already
0: like up there.
1: So just imagine sure, like, how he, much he, further he, he would have went up. And it's like it's like you you're right. It's like he didn't need it. So he's like, Well, I don't trust that you said I can go higher, like I'm pretty high right now. But mm-hmm. I, I think in retrospect, when he sees when he saw how much money he was making after the fact, <laughs> he was like, Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. I probably should have <laughs> gone along with this, but you know, God rest his soul as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the superstars of today recognized the business aspect of it, like, look. There's a small window, and you want to make as much money as possible win, loss, draw, whatever the case may be. But like you said, this started at WrestleMania and it's relevant now in SummerSlam six months later, however long it's been. So, right. I apparently, did something right. So,
0: heck yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm excited about this. But you, man, speaking of which, real quick, I want to uh, did y'all get a chance to check out this week's uh, AE uh, thing with Goldberg? I know E Rock brought up Goldberg earlier. I did,
3: yep. Like yeah, awesome clips.
0: okay i, I gotta say I, i've re- learned to respect that man more Same. I, 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 um and this doesn't mean if they do one on batista i'm gonna become a batista fan <laughs> but <laughs> the thing was like i was just watching it and just seeing like how that first run versus that new that second run you know especially when they did the Le- lesnar matches because I always like going back and looking at the one from WrestleMania 20 for oh. the laugh at, and then watching <laughs> their whole story. What a difference, right? Yeah, what a difference. Especially, like, I remember, was, uh, Dwayne, was we together watching that when they, um,
1: the Survivor Series match? Yeah, I don't believe so.
3: Okay, I, I can't remember. So, I mean, I remember it after it happened, you get on and talk to everybody because <laughs> it was such a shocker. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember sending it to somebody just the match, and it was like it was, I think everybody was talking about how much it was a it was Twitter clip worthy, like yep. you know Twitter give you two minutes and twenty seconds, and to see that as a squash match, but it was yep. one of those things like, okay, I see where we're going here, and then to see that build up, and then when they finally had the payoff at WrestleMania thirty three. They
3: just like went at it. It was like this was the match. Yeah, it's six we or it. seven minute match, but they just went on. Like they didn't the try whole that time. Twenty exactly. Yep. But
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I, that, that I watched. Um, I watched it because I grew up. I grew up watching that stuff too. I I, I was a WCW guy mm-hmm. when I first when I first got back into uh, pro wrestling. Like at the right in the mix of it. Like, I, I watched his debut. I watched the streak. I, it was. 70 wins 70 and 0 and 159 and0 the next day and they're like hey. <laughs> the crazy part is I didn't know that until I was grown I, at the time I didn't pay it any mind until yeah. you know recently I was like wait a minute they did kind of skip numbers oh, oh one week he was 30 and next man he was 73 and 0. and I'm like wait a minute but I've kind of always known Goldberg's story but the best part about I like about these A and um documentaries are because there's they're not WWE productions per se. Mm-hmm. They, they they can get both sides of the equations without any bias without any politics i was about to and,
3: say
1: and yeah. uh, i think they what they do is they address questions and they, it's, it's kind of like dark side of the ring but not as dark where it's mm-hmm. like they're not trying to push an agenda or like ruin somebody but it's or like you know kind of be kind of um like like uh tabloidish but it's yep. like we're going to tell you the story but less we're not going to be shy about what's being talked about in the wrestling streets and I think they were very honest about his approach and, you know, his mind, he was a football player. I've always heard stories about why a lot of the boys in the back didn't like Goldberg because he didn't respect the business. And he'll tell you that he didn't. He was there to make money. Um, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't. He couldn't cut it as a, as an NFL player or football player. So he transitioned to something and he got skyrocketed. And yeah. he, he didn't have respect for the business. He told me, like, like I, I didn't care about any of that stuff. Like, I cared about making money. And they, they found a way to cool Goldberg off because if you watch – if you look at Goldberg's late last run, if you go back and watch old stuff, he was lackluster. And and, mm-hmm. and, and the crazy part is look at Doc. Doc too. <laughs> Shout out uh, to Dr.
3: D. I always love Dr. D. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, you know, it was like, who? And then I was waiting for them to talk about it. I didn't think they were going to, but they they addressed the thing with uh with Bret Hart. And yeah. Bret Hart is still like, no, nope, this dude, I I, I felt bad because Bret Hart's like I he said I said to him one thing before we got in the ring, don't hurt me. See? He said, <laughs> I was like, it just kept getting bad. And, and I felt bad for Gold. I felt bad for both of them because yep. as, as a wrestling traditionalist, and I've seen bret Hart Bret Hart, my favorite wrestler. He I've seen his story a million times. Mm-hmm. And he thinks things were just starting to turn around for him, even if the company was sinking. You know what I mean? The company was just turning around. Like his his space in the company was just turning around. Like you said, he was getting paid three million a year for the next four years. You know what I mean? And he was like, um, just trust me, listen to me. And then you look at it, it's like, man, I feel I felt bad for Bret Hart because he was trying to work something and trying to get something out of Goldberg and it just Goldberg just wasn't in that space. And then I look at it on Goldberg's perspective. He's like, man, I didn't do it on purpose, man. Like, sure, I was negative right. and sure I was reckless, but I wasn't trying to hurt you. Like, I, I would I would never do that. And, it would, and then you got Bischoff kind of throwing, you know, gas on the flames. Like, well, you know what? Bret Hart's got to accept responsibility for because he knew what he was getting himself into.
3: I was yeah. like, it's, it's a- tough, a- man. A- don't hold back i was I was watching the the dark side of the ring, uh it' just like it was a marathon on Pluto, and it was the the one of the brawl for all, and they talked about the draws <laughs> thing with uh, D-Lo. Yeah. D-Lo. Yeah. Yeah. and and draws at no point blamed Delo mm-hmm. and it's like I get listen, I'm not saying Brett doesn't have a right to be upset, but like yeah, accidents happen, and I think Goldberg. I don't know. I you know I didn't see the full thing, but it seemed like Goldberg's position is kind of just like, listen, I get it, but like it's been a while, and it was an accident. And Brett really has not let that go. So I think Goldberg's such an interesting figure because, like, yeah, was he not the best to deal with at a certain times? Sure, but I think he's more than kind of made up for it. And like he's, had, I'm so glad he got his second run. And oh yeah, you're, I, I I think. He's. I. You understand. The more you understand him, the more you respect him. I think, is- and, mm-hmm. my, and that's the best part about these documentaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I was definitely yeah. about to say that. Yeah, I do respect his story now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't really care for Goldberg, but um, you know, I don't care for anybody but Dolph Ziggler and Kane. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this is true. I can. I can verify that. <laughs> but but yeah, the respect yeah, is yeah. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's there now. You know, knowing that he he did it basically for his family, just a kind of. Introduced them to that side of 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 his past, you know, of this that side of his life, and I was like, that's kind of cool that he did that. So yeah. yeah, I respect him a little bit more now. You, so you,
0: you know what? That took me back to that took me back to um, the Ultimate Warrior speech, mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame, and he was, yeah. you know, he said to his kids like, "Y'all wasn't around when Daddy was doing this Warrior stuff," <laughs> right. you know. And, and I thought about that and it was like the same thing with Goldberg, you know, and it's, it's kind of cool that Goldberg was able to do that and show his kids like, hey, this is what I used to be. And at the same time, right that wrong, you know, because kind of like Warrior, everybody, every documentary that was talked about Goldberg, it was always ripping him, ripping him. You know, it, was, then that, it, was, it was majority negative. Yeah, you know, then the comeback, it was always better. Uh, now, I will to give a quick shout out. Uh, we, I know we didn't get into what we watch watching, but I put on Star K97 with Dr. D watching because he said uh, this was on Twitter that he liked Star K97 better than 98. And for me growing up, I was watching Star 98 I watched that live. That was the first Star I watched live, like went over to my guard brother's house, ordered a pay per view. And now, you know, uh, right now, DDP is coming out, but. I had to give him a shout out on that one because this is the reason why I like that's on my what are you watching today?
3: Absolutely,
0: what y'all watching by the way? This is what I, we do, E Rock. We all put on wrestling during the show, so I love it. We, yeah, so we, you know, bring stuff up. I was I watching, just, uh, look, my away, brother, you
2: now. I just got finished watching, um, uh, Randy Orton cashing in the uh, money in the bank on uh, oh. Daniel Bryan. Oof. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that was a rough day. Sorry, I just. super early,
2: back, yeah, earlier uh, I gained some more respect for for Bret Hart. I never really, he wasn't really my favorite wrestler back in the day, but more respect for him because I watched him in uh British Bulldog, and you know the backstory, you know British Bulldog dealing with the, the demons or whatnot. He was high in, in a con- Yeah, <laughs> he was I, I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to say all that, but okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the way he carried that match, it was crazy. I was just like, Oh my gosh, it's like I feel this dude Brent was Hart. really it. Bret Hart was really the man, man. They kept having cool. with
1: what guys that he had to carry, like Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> uh British Bulldog had a staph infection the night before. Mm-hmm. Gold, Goldberg. I'm like, man, and, and then his career ends. And he was I, I get why he was bitter for years. Like, nah, this is this is some bull. Like, I and that I and mean, that story
3: about that that Tom McGee match that was mm-hmm. lost for so many years. They were like exactly. Hey. That yeah. incredible tryout and it's just because he worked Brett. Yeah, <laughs> Brett made look really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even
0: uh Taquan Mill said real quick earlier, he says even rougher in retrospect when we realized Brett and Terry oh, Funk had yeah. a hardcore match after the Goldberg incident, a month after the uh uh mm.
3: incident.
1: And the crazy part is, I like Terry Funk's hardcore run in WCW. That's one of my favorite Terry Funk runs.
3: I don't know why I, I like all guilty the late pleasure, Funk runs. guilty pleasure WCW hardcore division in like 2000. Norman it Smiley was, and
1: it was a bright smile. Smiley used to come up, with Norman a, Smiley boy. Yeah, yeah. He's always wearing the football gear and the <laughs> whatever football jersey they was in. He came out with the football gear. Yeah, and he was big, wiggling it up still with, with the eyelets and sometimes the helmet. the on like Matthew, Mike, Mike, the Mike.
2: Like the heck, the screams,
1: Mike Mike Awesome came in for some reason at WCW trying to get a paycheck late in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, J- J- Johnny the Bull, Stan Bowley, and what Terry yep. Funk used to dress as, like, he used to be – he would have disguises backstage. He would dress as the janitor and then beat up, like, the young dudes, like Big Vito, like, you know, it's hardcore matches. and It was, like Vito. you said, it's, it's definitely a guilty pleasure, but I was like, I like all Terry Funk's late hardcore runs outside of ECW. But, you know, hey –
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I was just watching Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano's uh NXT title match, the two out of three falls and NXT takeover in Toronto. Now I'm watching uh Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. So it's a lot of good wrestling going that, on that.
0: That that is a classic. That's Speaking a of classic. which, I, I I was having this conversation the other day, and I want to ask y'all what match do you think you've watched the most in your life? I know that's like like if you think about a match that you may have watched over <laughs> and over and over again. Is there, like, one match that you think you may have watched more than any other match? Like, for me, it's obviously got to be on, like, one of my famous five tapes that I always talk about. Mm -hmm. And and, and I think it might...
1: Y'all going to laugh at this one. It might be... Hope's not that from WrestleMania 9. (laughs) It better not be.
0: Well, I mean, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna. Oh, man. Which turned into... (laughs) hogan versus yokozuna
3: with the with the powder and everything and at the end
0: of the night oh, hogan yeah. doing this
3: with with the <laughs> eye the black eye and the terry, terry pulling strings again
1: loved it,
0: I loved work it. For him, brother. even even 30 years later i still love it he walked away with the belt <laughs> oh
1: man well, you already know mine is is obviously WrestleMania twelve. Okay, <laughs> and our, my favorite best, my favorite wrestler in the world, Shawn mm. Michaels slash Bret Hart. It's not wrestlers in the world. It's My favorite wrestler in the world It's Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. <laughs> They're all one choice like that. That would never there's it. There's a ton of them. Don't get me wrong. Like mm. like there's quite a few. Like anything like I actually said that ben, in a
0: one on one today about you.
1: Uh, oh yeah, really? <laughs> yeah,
0: in a one on one with my manager, shout out to Ben. I said yeah. I said my uh, brother is. Favorite wrestler is Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Because we're talking about, hmm. you know, we just finished doing the uh, screw job. I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm I'm done with the screw job, Brett mm-hmm. Screw Brett Part Two. And he was talking about how he's a Shawn Michaels fan, but he's a huge Bret Hart guy too. So you know, kind of being torn in between. I said, Oh, it's like my brother Dwayne.
3: <laughs> Bret Hart, yeah.
0: Shawn Michaels is favorite. Now
1: is Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. There you go, just like that. It's <laughs> the same thing. There's no right one A, one B, or it depends on what day it is. One 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 A. <laughs> The other might be one day, and they just alternate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that one, like uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10 ladder match. Yeah. And even the SummerSlam. It's, it's, those yeah, three, I did watch that one. <laughs> those three. For- that <laughs> SummerSlam match is underrated. Yeah, it, yeah,
0: it was. It, and is I think right. if Sean grabs the belt the way he was supposed to, instead of getting mm-hmm. frustrated going back up there, maybe it's a different story. But you know, to me, it was just like it, it was like, all right, it's a part of the story. You know, as a child, I didn't think it was a mistake or a flop. It was like, oh, he just missed it. Go back and get it. But yeah, that second was underrated. Did,
2: think did you see how the just... you, you see how the gear matched the belt though? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nah, that's just one of those things, man. How about you, Iraq? E. Oh, man. You know, <clears throat> I got two. One is, um, you know, an obvious one. One's not. Um, Royal Rumble 2000, like the actual oh, Rumble right. match. Okay. Because, like, we're talking about Brian saying tapes. I had the VHS to that, and that was like, <laughs> I would run that thing. to The, yeah. <laughs> the top of Michinoku fall, getting thrown over the rope, hitting his face. Oh, yeah. At the time, right. thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Terrible, terrible. Obviously he had like a concussion, but they just kept replaying it. I thought it was Right, plan... they played but, like... it
2: like 20 times.
3: <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm just like as a kid, I'm like this is the best thing ever. But uh-huh. just like at the 2 Cool Dance, he's just it was just such a chaotic thing. And then, you know, I, I think obviously I have to say the Undertaker Mankind Hell in the Cell. I um yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just I've seen that so many times and shown that to so many people. Um I've been Recently, showing my uh, girlfriend some wrestling matches, and I, I figured out that nice. her sweet spot right. is violent stuff that could be real. <laughs> and so I showed her the Hell in the Cell match, and like Undertaker and Mankind are on the top. She has no idea. Like she, she knows those two, but she has no idea what's going to happen. And they're teetering on the top, and she looks at me. She goes, "How are they going to get down?" And then she looks back, and that's when he throws Mankind <laughs> off the cell, And the look on her face was like. And usually she's yep. like, sure, don't trust me with me, but just kind of like let it be in the background. She yeah. was very interested. And then, like, I got to show her the No Way Out, you know, Hell in the Cell with Triple H and Cactus Jet. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's such a, if people can stomach it, that's a good intro match because it's it's just such a <laughs> surreal experience. That had to be a
1: priceless <laughs> moment for you to sit back and oh, watch we'll it, just it. Watch like this, like, just keep watching. Just we'll keep watching.
3: Forget it. it. It was perfect timing. Man,
1: Triple Doc versus, says, uh, oh, go ahead. No, Triple H versus uh Mick Foley that
0: was a, um
2: underrated oh,
0: yeah. match, too, by the way. But go ahead, oh, yeah, absolutely. Doc yeah, man. You know, especially when he went through the cage and broke the rope, I um, broke the ring, oh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Doc says Hogan versus Warrior Mania six, yeah. Um, and, and uh, Taquan says, uh, you know, he brings up an underrated class. This is actually one of my favorite matches, um, yeah, yeah, Kurt Angle and Benoit at Royal Rumble 03. Oh like, man, what a classic, yeah, right? Like, that was the first. That was, like, probably the first time I can remember. And I'm pretty sure it happened, but the first time like, I vividly remember the person
3: who lost getting that
0: standing ovation
3: after yep. the match. I think they know. left the ring. I mean, that it was just, it was almost 30 minutes. One of the best matches I've ever seen. That's a great mm-hmm. call. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and it's crazy because it's not like they didn't
0: wrestle at WrestleMania um, 17, which I remember <laughs> the way it was over the house when we was watching it. And he was like, yo, this is terrible. Fast forward. <laughs> it's like 10 festival with this because we was, was like just sitting there doing like a watch along on our phone that didn't work and he was like you remember you was like yo turn this off but two years later you know I, which i thought the wrestlemania match was cool but obviously two years later at uh royal rumble it was phenomenal but yeah it's like i was yeah. looking at it but like you brought up uh when uh Hugh brought up um brett and davy that's like one of my favorite matches probably like if, if i have a mount rushmore matches because as a child i can remember the build up watching on superstars on saturday and they watching the promos and i remember brett talking about you know davy boy and um how he introduced him to diana in the first place and i and we i didn't realize like pay per views and stuff yet uh but i just know I, I didn't watch it live and then later on like when i finally got my hands on that tape i was like oh this
1: match is great like
0: and so it became like one of my top you know Top five favorite matches
1: of all time. I remember Bulldog being on the WWF magazine, just decked mm-hmm. out with the IC title. And that whole feature was just chronicling uh that, that entire matchup. That was my first yeah. like mm-hmm. uh that was my first introduction to it. And I remember the first time okay. I saw the match was in maybe I wanna say probably two thousand and one or two ish with WWE uh had a confidential that was coming on Saturday nights so yeah. on Yeah. Remember on, that uh, on TNN or Spike, whatever it was at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, at, at, at the you know at the end of the night, they had uh, the um, the um, not WWE. Conf- what, what, what was what was the show that came up before WWE Confidential? It was um, it was it was the show with Coach and Terry Runnels. I forgot. It was was it, it was it was it was it wasn't like Excess or something like that. But it was, no, it, but was yeah. it was a show about yeah. It was it was a late night show. They they, talk and they were talking. and every every after every episode, they had a from the vault segment. And they were showing yeah. you like a chunk from, from the match, and I remember when they announced what it was. Like one night, they showed Undertaker versus uh Shawn Michaels Hell in a Cell match when Kane debuted, and then the following week, they showed Bret Hart. And, Like, I taped it, like, I was like, Nope, gotta get a tape, hold on. Because <laughs> I had never, I never saw it, like, there was no YouTube. Uh, I didn't like I, I, your best bet for me was try to go to Blockbuster or Hollywood video, see if you could catch it, but if they didn't have it, like, I was out of luck, and um. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even think at the time I even knew what pay per view was on. Like what year was? It was I- bottom
0: line. Was that the name of it? Yes. Or Afterburn. I think. I think bottom line was the one, right? No, it wasn't
1: bottom line. It wasn't no. called bottom. Line. It was yeah, something. so yeah,
0: Bottom line was. Too- oh wait, that's a studio. It was a
1: studio show, or it, it, it was a studio show. It's I don't know. It was coaching and, and Terry Runnels.
0: Okay. Afterburn experience. Oh, that, that would have been experience. Probably been too late. Mm.
1: No, I don't. I just, I remember. I I want to say it was called excess or Access or something. Okay, but um, well, yeah, I know. Um, it was it was a show that came on. Eventually, it would turn into WWE Confidential. Like that's uh they they turned. But it's after Velocity. Yeah, it it came on late, like on Saturday night. It was just it was a studio show, and they had a they had a section at the end of the night, the last twenty minutes of the show, or whatever. It was from the vault, and they would pick a match from whatever era, and they would show it. And I remember that match. I was just watching it, and I just kept rewinding the tape because it wasn't a full match. It was kind of decompressed, but. But, you know, of course, I was able to go back and watch it in full, you know, uh, not too long after that. You know, like, because I knew what match it was at the time. I mean, okay, so yeah, now I you know it's SummerSlam 92. So I could look it up and try to figure it out. And it's just like, when you think about iconic wrestling matches, like mm-hmm. whether it's on Mount Rushmore or not, there's certain matches that they'll always show. They're, they're, they're going to always talk about Hell in a Cell with Undertaker and, and um, Mankind. They're always going to talk about SummerSlam 92 with uh, and Dave. They're always going to talk about WrestleMania 10 with razor and uh and sean you know what i mean it's just yeah uh wrestlemania 12 with uh sean and brett like there's these 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 matches all over the place and i think that was just one of those things that kind of stood the test of time in terms of history and once again like bret hart having to work with guys that weren't that good in the ring and making them look like a million bucks but then
2: there <laughs> it is Here but it then is.
1: bret hart bret hart getting over like uh-huh. bret hart, like if you look at the, tra- the trajectory. You know what happened after that match, Bret Hart. Like Davey enjoyed it for a little bit, but Bret Hart went that way, and you know mm-hmm. Davey dealt with you know his issues and all that other kind of stuff. So
0: yeah, we're putting the belt on Sean. <laughs> yeah. Even when they try to get Marie Jannetty, nope. Put it back mm-hmm. on Sean. Yeah. <laughs> nah, what... I forgot, but I remember when uh Jannetty won that title. Yeah. It was like it was short lived. Very short
1: lived. <laughs> it was one of those I, they were like, oh, oh they tried.
0: <laughs> I was a Mario fan too, because I, I was I mad was at Shawn Michaels. Never. Well, see, like I never, you know, barbershop. that barbershop scene ticked me off. Like, oh, this is what we doing? Okay, you know, because I, I like the rockers as a child. Come on, now they had the music, the the spaz, all that. So, you know, naturally you go with the you you go with the the good guys as a
1: child, but yeah, I couldn't stand I Shawn Michaels. I didn't care like I wasn't emotionally invested in in tag teams as a kid. I was all about top guys. If he wasn't Hogan, Warrior, Savage, Flair, <laughs> Piper, so, like you know what I mean. Like I was. was have no time player. for him. No, like like that. you're here to fill the show until you know Ultimate Warrior comes yeah. out. You know, doing <laughs> right. the thing. That's all I was worried about. But um, yeah, like I say for me, it was them and the Steiner brothers later.
2: Oh yeah, the Steiner yeah, brothers. Same, yeah. Yep,
1: same same thing. Like in in everybody you're naming all the guys that I was exposed to on the magazines. Like that's how, that's how I got my wrestling at a young age. Like I had to catch up on everything Saturday mornings with uh live wire or whatever came on. And, mm-hmm. and, and it was all the magazines, seeing the Steiners and their colorful outfits on the front of the magazines. Shawn Michaels, when he first turned, when he first went into his uh, singles run as the yeah. boy toy and his heartbreaks to so him and Sherry Martell front of the magazine, you know, uh, the the Royal rumble 92 front of the magazine. Like that's where I got everything. Even Bret Hart front of the magazine. Like that's where, like I I know it's, it's non-existent now, but that was how I got a lot of my information as a kid, like just flipping through and looking at the pictures and reading the names and dang, then like literally watching the matches through photos and through, you know, I wouldn't read anything. I was just looking at the pictures, but likewise. So when you get older and you go back and you watch it and you're like, it starts like bringing back memories that you didn't realize that you had because now it's like it's filling in the gaps of what you looked at in, you know, your childhood. So mm-hmm. shout out to WWF Magazine.
0: Man. It gave me
1: a great childhood.
0: I, <laughs> and, and, and the final run, in the final, the, the final era of the WWF Magazine, it served its purpose mm-hmm. as the background and the studio uh, um, for the wrestling realm. Oh yeah, we got <laughs> had, had, had
1: so many posters from the WWF magazine. like I Brian. Would... came up with a set like, "Hey, dude, look, bro, I got I got a bunch of them. We can put you. And we went through all those magazines. And we either we had some posters and some stuff, but they were just cool pictures, and we were just taking them out like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be dope." And we
2: mm-hmm. were
1: just letting them. And even even that during that time, Brian Nicks was the one guy that had it on his iPad. Like he was. He's like, they transitioned to digital, but I got it right here, he pulled out his iPad. Yo, the, that was the first thing I did when,
0: for Christmas morning, when I got that iPad 2011, shout out to my mother and father. Man, I, I took the, um I went on, like, went through, found WWF Magazine subscription. Oh yeah, sign me up right now. Had a little, put the, the credit card information, <laughs> boom. I was, I had it. And PWI, I had the PWI, yep. and I was like, cause you mean, tell me I can't have a magazine on my iPad?
2: Perfect.
1: Yeah,
0: one the thing magazine, one, it was dying art,
1: man. man. They were. Yeah. That's, uh, one thing I never understood. I don't know how the heck Brian H won his iPad never died. And he had all those rest matches saved on his iPad. Because I tried to say one one match and my iPad said, Nuh-uh, uh-uh, nah uh, uh-uh. And I had 16 money. gig. I think I, I, used, I, I think I dummied the
0: quality down or something,
1: but I would I would is, rotate because sometimes I would take stuff off. We were on a 15-hour train ride and <laughs> To North, to North Carolina, and we got stuck in train traffic. See, if you've ever gone, like you, you can drive in, on the road and you get stuck mm-hmm. in traffic. That's that's road traffic. You've never been stuck in train traffic because it's just one track. Oh bro, this God! Going on, this, that was it's the like, a complete standstill. We were stuck in train traffic, and Brian Aates is over and he there. He was just in like dress this. clothes, though. Bro, oh. I, I was I was in dress clothes, trying to be professional. I look at Brian Aates like this. looking at me, like, yeah, bro, you good? I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> I'm like. What are you watching like oh, oh i got a couple of matches on my ipad i'm like what the heck i tried to put i tried to put one you know you know we was bootlegging back there so i would like you know they had the computer software where you could rip videos and mm-hmm. download yeah. them man yeah. i tried to do that i said oh yeah I'm, i got christian and jack swagger and kofi and i was i had all my favorite matches and stuff lined up nope i couldn't get one match on there i said man i, I, I look at all brian over there, just he's just a watch i'm looking at him like what is he He's just, oh, yeah, I'm good, bro. I got a couple of matches on my iPad. Read the magazine. <laughs> and his iPad didn't die. I said, let me do that. I watched one match <laughs> on, on YouTube. Dead. Yeah, the, the, the battery goes low. I was blown. I said, bro, I don't know what's up with your iPad, but it's better than mine. Right. No, but you magazine know what, though?
0: This, this he did, though. Afterwards, he found a kid playing, having his own, like, wrestling federation with action figures.
1: And he started calling up, the match on the low. We, we gonna have a match. I was like just watching the kid like this between the seats like this.
3: He got pass the time somehow.
1: Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of action
0: figures, oh, your man. goddaughter got her first Uh-oh. wrestling action figure today. <laughs>
2: <Uh-oh. laughs> it's, it's a
0: special day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, who you think?
1: Bianca, Bianca, Bianca Belair. <laughs> why, why, why did Why I know that?
0: She She She. Yesterday, they They sitting up there playing. She's mm-hmm. like, Daddy, I got a question. I said, What? Can I get a uh, women's action figure? Dude, they got Bianca Belair or, or Sasha Banks. I said, like, All right, I got you. Sure enough, went to GameStop. It was on clearance too. Elite, oh, wow. elite, and I was like, Guess how much? Nine ninety nine. That's a great price. Okay, <laughs> um, Parkside. Oh, okay. The, yeah. I need to take a trip. We yeah, well, they on they, they only here. had one, but but and and then I asked but it still. You know, the Sami Zayn, and they was like, No, nah, that's not on sale. I think we forgot to take that one off. I said, What's well, my lucky day? Well, my daughter's lucky day, and then I had a five-dollar coupon, so she she made oh, out great better. Out. Yeah, I said, You you did all you were supposed to do? Yeah, I said, Here's your, got yeah. surprise for you, and, and it's all the one right. with the championship after WrestleMania uh 37. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she was excited, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was like, Yeah, I was like, wait till I tell to her uh, godfather he gonna be happy about this oh yeah it's
1: a special day what's today i gotta see that made my day like i this is supposed to be a rough J- day but i can july I can put 20th it in the books now
0: <laughs> july 20th yeah. cheers to new they, memories
1: new positive memories
0: yeah i think they did an unboxing <laughs> video too i gotta send you oh <laughs> they, they was like Uh-oh, sitting there playing like, oh, we we did an unboxing <laughs> video <laughs> he up here making slow motion captures when i was at um where was I? I was somewhere. And he sent me uh my son sent me a video. He was like, Oh, yeah, we, we got this, and like him making the figures do all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. That them and that TikTok tock stuff. I sound like an old <laughs> man because TikTok that's 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 behind us, you know. We we They're Twitter and right. Instagram, folks. <laughs> but uh man, what a what a night it's been, gentlemen. I know it's getting late. Uh any final thoughts? I have to say this, man. E Rock, I appreciate you, brother. Exactly. It's always good to catch Hit the up. Applause like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hit the yeah, applause yeah. button
1: for E-Rock. Hold on, we got some applause for you. There it is.
3: <laughs> there it is. There
2: it
3: is. Thank you guys. I appreciate you having me on. Listen, anytime <laughs> I'm happy to come on. I, I really, it's it was so nice catching up with you guys. It's just like just fitting like. right in, like riding a bike, you know. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I, I definitely needed that, man. Like I said, today is a uh, is a day of remembrance for me, so. Hmm. I, like i said i couldn't i couldn't be more grateful man just to just chop it up with you man and just have I'm this you glad. know have this interaction again man so like definitely made my day man i appreciate you absolutely man. as we as we jam out to the theme
0: yeah right <laughs> but yeah well we can go old school too though
1: yeah remember that that's old yeah. <laughs> that's really
2: old.
1: shout out the street where, where, where did we get this one from
0: that's what I shot to my uh, cousin. I forgot his uh, my cousin, Brandon. I forgot what his uh, okay. name was, but he sent me a bunch of beats to put on his MySpace page. And then I was looking for beats. I said, hey, uh, he's like, yeah, go ahead. Use them for your YouTube stuff. And then he was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> so that's why I was like, this, <laughs> I hadn't used it yet. That's taking us back almost 11 years. Right. right. <laughs> man, man. Definitely MySpace. Wow. <laughs> oh, so man. I was like, I was, I, I was looking for music. And I was like, well, shoot, let me throw this in there, too. Shucks. Because <laughs> I couldn't find an MP3, and I didn't feel like converting the Rome music over. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, we, we definitely uh, shout out to Charlie Speed. Uh, that was the, you know, the plan. It was like, hey, we're going to get Charlie Speed on here, get E-Rock mm-hmm. on here. And both of the brothers was like, we're there. Say less. Uh, but then Charlie, you know, he had something come up and I was like, look, man, don't worry about it. We, you know, we family. Good, we man. always family. Absolutely. Charlie Speed, man, he he wanted my inspirations for fitness. Shoot. And then the brother right. jacked.
2: You so we talking
1: about
2: right. really Yeah. Hey, talking
0: you told him
1: transformation.
0: And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell the story and I'll retell it, I'm sure. But I'll never forget when we first met Charlie, E Rock, because him and Dwayne started at Best Buy. They was like in the same class, right? So mm-hmm. one Friday night, I'm sitting here watching SmackDown. way Wayne called. He's like, yo. I was like, how was work? Man, it was cool. But man, you know the dude with the ponytail? Yeah. Huge wrestling fan. I said, we got one. <laughs> <laughs> so that next morning, I come in, I said, mm-hmm. so Charlie, I heard you a wrestling fan. He said, man, I heard you a wrestling fan. Man. I mean, That's all it takes. That's all
1: it takes. That's all it <laughs> got dang took back then. That's all right? it took.
0: And, and charlie was uh, very influential and uh me and brother hugh going to our first wrestlemania he the one who who knew the code how to crack the code to get the hey, ticket you know and I, I can't wait it's gonna come full circle i'm speaking this existence we all be at one of these WrestleManias, whether it's hollywood or whatever i can't That'd wait dope, for that man. day and that, we, that's man, long we, time and, and we're we gonna yeah. act a fool we got we gonna oh. do a show again soon it's man look we got some it's got some things coming down the road. And Dr. D gonna be in the building because if y'all don't know, Oh, speed E Rock were junior members of the firm.
1: A lot
3: of yes,
2: people don't know. Absolutely.
1: That. And Dr. D told
0: me he when, took
3: care of us, man. You know, you yeah. after we were like, we didn't know what was going on. He was great.
1: Yeah. Just like Doc. I'm telling you, that's who Doc is, man. That's that's who Doc mm-hmm. has always been. That's why we always get that man his flowers. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: like, absolutely.
1: OG yes, in the game. Sir. Yes,
2: sir. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Final thoughts.
1: It's podcast
2: pain time. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, that's it right there. There it is.
0: There it is. There <laughs> it is. Y'all, make sure y'all check us out. Uh, follow us on social media all weekend because we're we, we going to be rolling. Uh, we're going to be back in these streets. It's, you know what? I was thinking today. I said, look, last year we was in the studio a lot. We got a lot of studio stuff done. This year we've been, we been outside. <laughs> <I'm glad. laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, we've been outside. But until <laughs> the next time, Brian H. Waters, the real Dwayne Allen, brother Hugh, and our brother E. Rock, we out. Uh, Yes, sir. (laughs) Mister Brian Waters, Houston,
2: we have a problem. Yes.